1: So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is. And if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes, from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona, like Snowflake Smokehouse, to the largest Chevy dealership in the world, right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram. Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. College wrestling is back. We've got back-to-back nights of senior-level freestyle action. We've got some more incredible match announcements. There is so much going on right now. This definitely warranted some weekend coffee talk. It's Bashalmania. Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do? What Bashomania? runs wild. Oh, it's gonna be a good one And business just picked up here on the podcast Oh, yeah No haircut, there's always issues Absolutely So, actually, let me get my coffee What did you brew Mm. today? same as last time Yeah, I got the same as last time too The espresso super creamer Nice big fan so we had a lot of wrestling the last couple days we, we really did it was nice i don't even know where to start but like yeah it, all around it was nice the last night was definitely the better of the event of the two
2: last night was a great event
1: yeah I, one of the yeah. things i noticed right away about last night's event was there were so many less techs like on the friday night card 13 of the 19 matches were tech oh wow i, didn't, I don't I didn't even notice that. i don't well because i noticed like date got attacked Yanni got attacked um i don't know it seems like everybody just kept getting tax <laughs> the, the game mock match i think lived up to its expectations that match kind of seemed like what just that we had thought like it could could have gone either way and it ended up by five, five criteria <laughs>
2: those guys are both freaking horses man
1: they are i yeah i hope that we continue to see more it's interesting now with the olympic trials because i don't think either of those two guys are qualified
2: I want to see just more mock and Gabe Dean, not even necessarily against each other, but and
1: not like, even necessarily in, in a wrestling like, match. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
2: like it, it definitely in the wrestling match setting. Um, but I think it's, I think those guys are both just like, in, in, like getting better exponentially as they compete. So
1: they are, and I don't I think, think these cool. like, I I get the concept of it, but as I noticed on a on like the Spartan card with were. Thirteen of nineteen matches are text. So I'm like these; these matches are so lopsided. Aside from the
2: Spartan card again.
1: Aside from getting the getting a match in, like I I think Flo's doing a good job of setting up competitive matches mm-hmm. where it's a lot less text. It's closer matches. Even some of their matches that they thought might have been a blowout, like Jaden Cox was like a nine and a half point favorite.
2: <laughs> He's uh. It was good to see him back on the mat for sure. Um,
1: Hayden, it was. Zomer,
2: Hayden Zomer is no slouch it's hard like sometimes um you're gonna go out there and you know crush your guy put up 10 points win 10 10 zip real quick but it's hard to do against everybody you know a do lot of times think... guys guys are gonna wrestle you hard a lot of time and yeah. like it's it, it becomes like just like mental like I'm not giving up the tech you know things like
1: that do you think that There was like chaos in my house. Long story during like the Jaden match, so I like missed the first period, and I saw Jaden was like down one nothing, and I'm like, wow. I think absolutely everybody is surprised by that. Do you think that's a matter of him not wrestling in ten months? I don't think he's wrestling ten months. You just think that was
2: it's a period. I don't know. Sometimes you don't score in a period. That's okay.
1: I guess I always.
2: I'm sure he would have liked to, but like if you're losing one zero after one, like. That's fine. I mean, we've seen we've seen David Taylor losing to a lot of people at the World Championship after the first period. Um, yeah. I think we see that with a lot of U.S. guys in general.
1: Well, it seems like I'm hearing more and more. I've heard it. I've heard Dave say it. Gabe said it. I've heard from a lot of people that part of their strategy lately as our gas tanks are getting so good as a country that it mm-hmm. becomes a, a, a perspective of, I'm going to just weather the storm the first period and then turn it on in the second period.
2: Yeah. And sometimes that's what you got to do.
1: That's what, and that's what Gabe said in the Dave match. He said, I wish yeah. I would have tried it more in the first period, you know? It's, and
2: whenever I, so I was sitting there watching that match. Um, and that's exactly what I thought he was doing too, because that's how I try to wrestle him also. Like he just, he came out and was just like pulling on his head and, that's a, for someone with a great gas tank like that. That's a good tactic.
1: Yeah. And, and you it's, know, it's
2: I'm, I'm sorry, but it's not like it's not like running away either. You're still going into the guy and wrestling them, but you're just pulling on their head. You know, you're letting them shoot and not get your legs or making your legs heavy when they're in making them work hard, and
1: get them tired. Isn't it true, too, that a lot of the times in a match, you guys are trying to feel them out initially too to see what they're going to do. Not like. I understand sometimes there's a game plan, like shoot on the whistle and just go right after. But a lot of times it's like, I'm going to feel this out the first minute or two.
2: So yeah, um, you get a pretty good idea. Um, you try to feel your opponents, just strength in general, then movement, motion, things like that. Uh, you could tell a lot from like, if you've never wrestled someone before, when you just grab them initially, like you can tell a good bit there too.
1: Yeah. So that game mock match was great. Um, Vito Arruja I expected that tech. He's awesome, man. Yeah, he's really good. I think he's kind of underrated because the fact that we have Gilman and Fix and Lee and so many guys at 125 or 57 kilos, like, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves.
2: I kind of feel like he's, like, not in Yanni's shadow, but, like,
1: yeah,
2: it's just, like, Yanni's a great wrestler. I think Vito's a great wrestler, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of Yanni, you know, quick tech of ash not that quick in the second period but he looked looked crispy yanni looked just like yanni does yeah he looked great and for me like you know we were talking about doing a segment on here about whose stock went up and whose stock went down over the last week and i had
2: let's just jump into it
1: all right we haven't really got to the flow card yet but we will i think Uh, Tamara, after beating Adeline, which I touted when I saw the line, whoever came up with that four and a half, I'm like, that's stupid. She gave up four points in the entire world championships last year. And you're saying Adeline's going to beat her by five. I didn't see that happening. They
2: had Adeline at a four and a half point favorite. Yes. That's insane.
1: And as soon as I saw it, I tweeted bet the house. (laughs) Oh
2: yeah. I would have bet the house on that.
1: Like that, that is just, so, you know, I think when you have someone like her going up a weight class, Shutting out yeah. a world champion, to me, I think she she went up, took the challenge, and I, I don't think, I don't know where she goes from here aside from Olympic gold. So I,
2: stock rising Tamara stock,
1: wow, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended, but yes. <laughs> and then stock going down, you know, I, I've said this a couple times now. I keep touting Ashnal, and then he loses, and I think he's a great wrestler. But if you look at what's happening lately, and if I had to say somebody's stock's going down, I'd say if you're Ashnault, like, you, you got to be worried a bit, you know? Like, he took the yeah. match on short notice. I give him respect for that. I, that's what I was going
2: to say, yeah. He took he took a match against uh, prepared Yanni on short notice. That's hard to do.
1: Yeah, and I give him a lot of respect. Ashnault is always down to scrap. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I think I said that he was going to make it out of the first round in the hundred and fifty pound uh bracket challenge that Flo did. He didn't make it. I want to say he, Pantelio he, beat him.
2: He made it out of the first round. He beat Henderson.
1: No, and I thought he lost to Pantelio in the first round.
2: Pantelio beat J O in the first round. That's right. Okay. He lost to Pantelio and wrestled back.
1: He won six six over Henderson. Mm-hmm. I think. Now okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I don't know. Whose stocks going Ooh, down? Speaking of Hen- Speaking of
2: Henderson, did you see? Did you see uh, Anthony Etchemendia who lost his wrestle off?
1: I saw that. Why did you say speaking of Henderson? I was going to say because Henderson got a nice tech in a minute Henderson, Friday night. But Henderson yeah, Henderson
2: and him wrestled over the summer, and
1: oh, got it wasn't great for Etchemendia. Etchemendia, you know, I tweeted this yesterday. He had the flow documentary in May. There was a lot of hype around him. Since then, he's zero three. That's so to keep
2: going with this segment for my stock going down. Yep. Anthony Etremendia. That Yeah. Um, I'm, he He's a great wrestler. We've seen him wrestle very well, met multiple times. Um, Maybe he's in a funk. Maybe folk style ain't his thing. Who knows? Yeah, it's interesting um,
1: because I think that Evan Henderson match was like three to eight he lost. Then he got teched by James Green. Now he loses the Ohio State wrestle-off. Like, his stock is definitely down, too, I think. You know, there was... I was expecting some pushback on my tweet, and maybe I just don't have a big Ohio State audience, but (laughs) a lot of the comments were like, well, that's what happens when a 21-year-old stops wrestling 16-year-olds and he starts wrestling kids his age. Like, that was kind of the feedback. Like, there's a little bit of a notion out there that he hasn't done that much aside from junior results which apparently i didn't realize this apparently he was a lot older than people he was wrestling i didn't know that and i and i don't know if there's any truth to that this is just twitter i'm (laughs) not
2: i'm not really gonna dig into it either but everything you see on the internet is true so who's your stock rising my stock rising is joey mckenna and not that was a nice
1: win last night for him and
2: not because of like the result or anything like that but just just from watching him wrestle oh he looked awesome he looked so clean. Um, you could definitely see some Brandon Slay in his wrestling a little bit. Um, man, he looked good. Just he was hitting shots on uh, like the opposite side, um, especially since his last. Or I don't know if it was his last showing or not, but one of the last few times we've seen Joey wasn't super great. He, yeah. looked, good. he looked good there.
1: And so, speaking of shouting okay, out, Bran- speaking of shouting out Brandon Slate, Ethan Lezak with the quick tech over Matt McDonough, which yeah, man. I, I, to be honest, that line was like McDonough minus half a point. I thought that was ludicrous only because McDonough hasn't wrestled in like four years. I went with McDonough. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I, he hasn't, anytime somebody comes back first match in what, four or five years, I give, especially like. I do think the PRTC is doing amazing things. You see so what's right. happening. to These guys training there. Ethan Lezak looked great, but yeah, McKenna looked awesome. So let me ask you this, since we have you on the show for these, these two guys, we said their stocks down this week, Ashnal and Etchemendia, because you know, this sport is brutal. It's very, mm-hmm. what have you done lately? Both right. of these guys could have an insane next month. Wouldn't surprise me if well, you're yeah. no, go ahead.
2: Well, we know Ashnal's going to be back.
1: Correct. Yeah, we know so, that. So my my question to you is if you're one of these two guys, what do you do? Um I mean, a-
2: Ashton knows what he's doing, right? Um he's been wrestling good competition and tough guys and he's just going to have to make some adjustments, whether that's w- how he's training or you know what he's doing while he's training, maybe a different area of focus or something like that. Um because if he wants to, you know, if he wants to beat those best guys, he's right there. He just needs to change a few things. You know, he needs to finish that leg attack, you know, stuff like that. Um, so for Ashnall, I think honestly just keep plugging away because and that's what he's gonna do. You know, he's a gym rat. He's gonna go work, he's gonna go put the work in. Uh Echemendia, I don't really I can't speak for him at ton. I don't know the guy. Um, you know, like he he's what, he's a freshman? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's back to the drawing board. And, you know, you don't, you don't really change the, how you're
1: doing things. You just look to see if you could do things a better way. It's interesting because to play devil's advocate, because I always tell people when it comes to creating content and doing things on the side to grow your brand, that anytime I'm ever helping someone, I'm always very careful to say, like, I don't want you to get distracted. So if this is too much, don't do it. If it's too close to competition, don't do it. Both Ashnal and Etchamendi are two people who do more stuff on the brand side than the average guy. Ashnal has his mom in media. Which, yeah, I think
2: that was great, but, you know, maybe that's...
1: Correct. That's why effect- I'm saying... Maybe that's like, affecting his competition. It, it's, it's interesting to see because we're going to start having this this new world where people are doing more for their brands on the side. And you see that with national Mama media. And you see that with Etchemendia, just creating a lot of content. Um, I don't follow him, but I, I happen to see it in my feet a lot. I see the content and it's, you know, I think it goes to the point of some of these guys who say like social media sucks, like put your head down at work. I think it's just something athletes have to be aware of. I don't think it's, no right, wrong formula. I think everybody has to do what's best for them. But it did make me think like, okay, so these, as soon as you said him and I'm thinking in my head, like, what do these guys have in common? They're yeah, working on the brand a lot. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't uh, I don't follow XMND or anything. So I guess I'm not really super up to date on him. Like I am with Ashnault, but um, yeah, like for some people it works. And for some people like me, whenever I would be in season in college, I would have to just kind of tune it out. Yeah. It's just like, it's just becomes sort of like pollution. I don't know, but some people love it though.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think there's a lot to be said about it for building your brand, for growing an audience that you can market to. Like there's definitely perks. It's just, it, it's a constant balance and you can't, I don't think you can't look at what somebody else is doing and saying, that's what I'm going to do. You have to kind of make a plan for yourself, but you know, back to this theme of stock rising and decreasing. One of the guys I was thinking about, too, was Seth Gross. Here he goes out, puts on the line once again, gets the eleven-three 3 win over... Zane Richards is scrappy. He's got some great wins in his belt. I think we talked about that. Seth Gross just continues to get it done. I mean, he got the win over Gilman. He got the win now over Zane Richards. I think he's another guy who is in that weight that's like... Like, he won the Bill Farrell. He he just keeps winning. He's I think he lost to Joe Colonna, beat the streets in a high-scoring match. Aside from that, he's got a lot of wins.
2: Yeah, Seth Gross finds a way to win matches. He does. And it's not always pretty, but it's usually exciting. And (laughs) His style
1: is unique. It's so interesting.
2: And I'm going to say this. I like watching Seth Gross wrestle, and not always for Seth Gross. I like watching people wrestle Seth Gross yeah because he has such a unique style so like i know that whenever him and roman were gonna wrestle that roman was gonna go for some weird stuff right yeah roman's gonna go for some crazy stuff just because how else are you gonna take that guy down
1: yeah yeah so i remember watching roman like the week before big tens i think it was and i remember watching the stuff he was working on and thinking like that's it's a cool zane kind of i mean he was up three nothing in the beginning yeah, he was. He was um, trying to combat it and see what he could shut down, and Seth just, you know, keeps yeah, finding Seth, ways to win.
2: Seth was Seth. That's that's really it for that. He, uh, they, he found ways to win scramble positions as he always does, and
1: yeah. What were your it, thoughts on the Green Lugo match?
2: Um, I thought it went about it went pretty much how I thought it was going to. Lugo is a freaking good hand fighter. Um, yeah. And James Green said after the match. I thought James Green looked pretty good. He had a good leg attack. Um, looking better down to weight than, you know, four years ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, man, I, I hope he does well. I hope he's able to wrestle and feel good down there because if he does, he's a he's an absolute problem right yeah he he's, he's one of those good.
1: he's one of those guys that you know we always talk about who you don't want to draw the first round and i gotta believe james green's one of those guys you just you don't want he's got some explosive doubles he's got that lace he's a guy who's always going to make you wrestle your best
2: like you gotta be on your toes all the time yeah you can't take, you can't take a bad shot you can't you know just be napping for a second because then he'll just pop you so yeah you gotta
1: be ready to go yeah, 65 is going to be an interesting way to the trials. I also think the last chance qualifier it's going to be fire. The more the more you see some of these guys, I had tweeted out and I forgot who it was now. But I like every now and then I'll tweet some of the guys that aren't qualified for the trials yet. And who's, it, not,
2: who's not qualified at 74?
1: A lot of people like who? Besides You're not qualified. For me, besides for me, who else is not qualified? Let me see if I had the list. I had a list going. <laughs> I don't know if I still have it on here. Also, I got my uh,
2: you know, I gotta represent my my, my fit. M2 for the day. training. Got my M2 trained hood. By the way,
1: while I see if I have this, David Taylor, Jordan Burroughs match. If anybody's been living under a rock, it got pushed to Wednesday, Wednesday for contact. Wednesday in Lincoln. Yeah. And you're you're going, right? Out to Austin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Now Lincoln. I don't I don't, somebody, Austin. Lincoln. Yeah, awesome. They just were. Um, somebody had mentioned that they asked me if I knew. And I'm like, I didn't even think about it. The fact that David probably can't go to France now.
2: No, he's not going to France. Like,
1: you're competing Wednesday. And I'm like, as soon as somebody tweeted, I'm like, wow, I wasn't even thinking about it. That kind of stinks. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think he's going. I don't know how you could if you're Unless he's to-
2: hopping on the private jet right after the
1: match straight,
2: <laughs> straight to France. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and that do, you, and that's like a seven-hour time difference too. If you wrestle Wednesday night, I know France is six hours I've, ahead of. I've never been there, so I've I've never left the country. I went to Canada <laughs> a couple of times. That's it. What's, what's that um, like? Uh, not much there. Tim Hortons. Uh, by the way, speaking of traveling in like southern Canada, as soon as we're done with this podcast, the Bills tickets come out for next week. At noon, I'm trying to see if I can get a some Bill Steelers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Bill fingers, Steelers. next Fingers week. crossed,
2: Bills Steelers. That would be a I sick think game. I think we're going to see it. Um, to, to break down into this wrestling podcast a little more, I think Big Ben's going to throw for 300, maybe three touchdowns today. Wow. Yeah.
1: What's your final Steelers-Browns score? 31-24.
2: Wow,
1: that's such a popular score prediction. My buddy predicted that for the Bills game yesterday. I'm like, what's your prediction for the Bills? 31- like they're gonna win 3124.
2: That's just that's a good standard score.
1: There's also a lot of college action going on, which is nice to have college back. Um, one kid who completely caught my eye is Dylan Raguson. Oh yeah. I love Izzy. So when Izzy's guys like come through, I pay a little bit more attention to them because I think Izzy does a good job of like promoting them and following mm-hmm. them and like hyping them up once they're competing. And right. I happen to see him retweet Dylan's I want to say it's like he threw like a headlock or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it was
2: just like a like a cow catcher type thing, just like a chin. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Like it, that was career. nasty. It was, it was. That looked super tight. Um, I don't think I'd like to be put in anything like that.
1: No, he uh he he's gonna be a force to reckon with. I can't wait for um this weekend, Penn State Rutgers Big Ten announced it's gonna be on the Big Ten network at two thirty. Saturday. I just like the, o-
2: the only thing though is I saw some of these teams this weekend and some of them like looked like they were not ready to go. Just some of the guys were like, Oh, like this season isn't happening. Like a lot of them looked out of shape and stuff like that. Give me that. a, for
1: instance, of a team. Don't have to name, no. like a name. No, I'm, I'm curious. Kidding. Like what team you're, you're thinking of. Um, like, I don't disagree. Let's like- just,
2: let's just say I, I was watching some big 10 wrestling. Um, okay. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just, you know, the first, the first match back, but just like guys were just like, even like body composition for a lot of teams, just guys were just like not in great shape.
1: So I didn't I pay know. attention to that. I mean, there is a lot like depending on what state you're in, it, it has been absolutely crazy with some,
2: some guys did look really good though.
1: Who was on your radar?
2: I mean, that Raguson looked good. I thought Rivera yeah. looked good. Um, Let me think here. Um, Was the 165 match from Minnesota, Nebraska, Minnesota, 165 pounder. I think he might be a a freshman Looked pretty solid. I can't think of who that is. I don't remember his name either, but he wrestled Peyton Robb and Peyton Robb lost his hair and got tattoos.
1: (laughs) It was an interesting quarantine for him. Yeah. (laughs) We got, um, where is that? Oh no, Gable Stevenson wrestled uh he's okay. He looked like Gable Stevenson normally looks. So like solid,
2: um few areas to exploit.
1: He he's out for blood. He wants to go out. This is his final year. He wants to go out. He wants to
2: Mason Paris looks freaking good too. And he look he looks like a tank. I do got that dude's massive.
1: I'm so interested to see Gable Mason this year. And it's going to be interesting because I don't think Minnesota wrestles. They don't wrestle Michigan and they don't wrestle Penn state. So the only place they'll see each other is big tens and NCAAs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, That's nice for Gable. But like, I also, (laughs) I I also feel like if you're Gable, you're going to want to feel of Greg before big tens, but maybe not.
1: Whose advantage do you think? Who would you give the advantage to if they wrestled once before?
2: Um, I think Gable. Think so? I mean, they they have wrestled before, so like,
1: but like high like, school, right?
2: Yeah, high school. So yeah, like, not a ton of surprises there.
1: I so think they, Gable beat them at uh, yeah, and Apple
2: Valley. Yeah, it was a close, low scoring match. I think it would look a little different now. They're both little little better than they were at that point in time
1: yeah so that it was an inch i'm just glad to see college wrestling back that was great i can't wait for this week as we start to really see some some of the teams that i follow more so also
2: that went so this card with uh david and burrows on it apparently Jaden and nate jackson are wrestling on it according to Jaden last night really that's, that's what he said so i think they're trying to get some more matches for it
1: i didn't see that i must have missed it but i did see piles on twitter saying they want to add some matches to it high school men's women's freestyle um Whatever. yeah they just want matches so
2: i think that's cool so
1: i think we get a chenzo on the card i mean you'll Chen- already be in lincoln
2: I, I will be there but like I'm, I'm not going for me so i'm not i'm not sure i'm not trying to make that trip about myself
1: well, James Green last night was in Nashon's corner two matches before he wrestled right. Lugo. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, they were in each other's <laughs> corners. I thought that was cool. Nashon looked huge also.
1: He adjusted to 65 very
2: quickly. He was like, yes, like I get to go up a weight. All and right.
1: it's interesting because training with Green, who's coming down and trying mm-hmm. to shrink his body a little bit. And Nashon's coming up.
2: Yeah, I mean... I, don't, I wonder how that dynamic works. They're both like, they're initially like, what, three or four weights apart, and now they're at the same weight because nation was...
1: Na- well, nation was technically okay. a 61-kilo right, well, guy and James Green a 60. They were both trying to go opposite seven. ways. What'd I say?
2: 60, 70.
1: Yeah, 70. James Green was okay. trying to go 74. nation was trying to go 57 because they're 70 and 61.
2: And they're like, yeah, we'll just meet in the middle.
1: Yeah, now they're... We'll both go the other way. Now they're both going to meet the same weight. That's interesting. It's like me and Nolf. You and Olf wrestled... Yeah, Bill Farrell, that's right. Okay. What's it like when you guys wrestle in the room? Um, it's usually...
2: One of us usually beats up the other one pretty good.
1: Is it like a back and forth?
2: Um. Our, like we we've, we've just been wrestling together forever so like it's tip, they're typically decently low scoring matches like
1: um do you guys I ever get know. pissed if like i know you were pissed after you lost to bill Farrell. like do you guys get pissed yes. like that in the room
2: not like openly no not
1: no. towards each other but just yeah. like
2: yeah like if i lose like ever like i get a little mad um, <laughs> <laughs> naturally yeah i mean i'm never like oh yeah, alright that's fine um no, I don't like losing. But no,
1: most people don't.
2: We we do go back and forth pretty much for the most part.
1: I can't wait to see Nolf back on the mat either. I hope he wrestles soon.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be. He was off the mat for a little bit also. So.
1: Have you heard anything further on a Spartan NLWC card?
2: Other than them like saying that they're <laughs> calling us out. They're not calling us out, by the way. Like they would never they would never do that.
1: No, I think Joe Kenya, I believe, is running that Twitter account. And Joe's pretty good at social. He worked for flow for a while. I think I, he's just I trying joke, to provoke engagement.
2: I Joe, get your boys to come wrestle us. Then, like, it's not going to happen.
1: The card would look great if if they could step up and wrestle you, Gabe and Bo. Like there's some some great let's matches do, to be made do, on that card. Let's
2: do 10 weights. Us first spartan you can recruit guys too and we'll smoke
1: with some prize money on the line
2: sure that would be even better
1: i i think like something on the line aside from pride like if flo did another like i think that should be
2: nlwc that would sell
1: yeah with like prize money and and if you want to recruit you can i think you guys both have close you guys have more so than them a full lineup but we don't
2: have we don't have a 70 kilogram guy that's the only way we don't really have for, for a 10 weight format, we can recruit. We have like 17 at 74. <laughs> See if someone can drop down. <laughs> not I.
1: I'm trying to think who. Yeah, I mean, you're not going down. Nolf's not we'll going get down. Get Go-
2: we'll get Gomez back down there.
1: When was the last time he was at 70? Four years ago? Yeah, five? It's, <laughs> it's been a while since he years. is.
2: Yeah. He could get there.
1: That'll be a good duel. I hope that happens soon. I hope that's not just, I know at one I point Cal wanted. it. I don't think it's going to. I know Cal wanted. it. I know Gabe Dean wanted it, but I think now that like people keep tweeting me, asking me about like, I, I wrote an article on Rockfin and I like, just trying to keep people updated. And I said like, for you guys asking, there's not a lot of NWC athletes competing in January as of now. And I know in Cal his his 100% focus is going to be on the college scene. So yeah, I'm- I
2: don't even know if we're going to have a card or anything this month. It's like, it's not really looking like it.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we kind of talked about that. As we go closer and closer to the trials, I think you're going to see less and less of these cards because especially before it was the college weights that were really filling in the gap.
2: Yeah, and, you know, people are getting more so focused on leading up to trials, last chance and everything rather than, you know, getting ready for a card.
1: Here's one more question for you, and then we'll bring on our guest. Somebody tweeted me, asking me a good question yesterday about Mitch McKee didn't wrestle in the Minnesota opener and wrestled on the flow card. My question is, do you think now there's more opportunities to compete on the freestyle scene? You might start seeing guys that are skipping a folk style match to catch a freestyle match
2: i think that mitch mckee's head pinch works better in freestyle so he was like folk style match or freestyle match if i go do a folk style match i'm gonna head pinch a guy for zero points but freestyle match i'm gonna go hit my head pinch and win now I if you're in minnesota <laughs> do you get I don't, pissed I don't know. um no i mean you gotta do what's best for your athletes. Um, if that was like a national championship duel, then like that's
1: yeah.
2: a little different. But season opener, I'm sure you would like to have Mitch McKee in the lineup, but he agreed to do that flow match. Um, that was probably the best thing for him to do. Yeah. So I'm sure his coaches were okay with that.
1: Somebody did DM both of us on Instagram and asked a question. What and was I was it? thinking about it. They basically said... Um, I'd like to hear from Chenzo about the funniest interaction between Varner and kale that he has seen or heard about, as I know these guys are always pranking each other. I don't
2: know, man. That's
1: what I said. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like in my head, I'm thinking like, I don't think they go around like hiding behind walls and pranking each other, Like they're both got that dry sense of humor, but Kale more than Jake, but I don't. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't like, I don't know. Um, they don't really do that. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, great question. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, like, I'll, I'm sure, sh- like, I'm, I'm sure you'd want to know that, but I, I, truthfully, don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I... Most of their interactions are pretty funny. It's just them, just kind of chirping at each other. Dry humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's just.
1: Yeah, and he said, they—they, I know they're always pranking or teasing each other. I don't know that they're always pranking each other.
2: Well, no, like, it's not pranking stuff. It's like, um, like, one time Coach Kale was like, yeah, guys, we were, uh, you know, we were laughing about how, you know, competitive Varner is. And, you know, naturally, I laughed the loudest. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, all right. I was like, that's kind of making fun of both of you guys at the same time, but. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't really know. I don't. I don't have a good story, per se. Um, just if it, if it helps you sleep at night, just know that they uh they mess with each other a lot. Just and they have just, a lot of fun. Yeah, and and, and they're buddies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if you guys have any questions pertaining to something that Chenzo or I can Not speak yet. to do more, that would be preferred.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I could talk about you know my coaches and teammates all day,
1: but. You know, who really cares? Speaking of coaches and teammates. <laughs> All right. We're, we're back. Continuing for more. Two quick updates. Uh, Chenzo was not able to get Bill's tickets today, but there's one more shot for tomorrow. Let's do it. So there's one more shot. I'm not giving up hope. I'm also like now starting to reach super, out to people behind the scenes. Super positive. Like, yeah. Positive thoughts. It It's going to happen. We're getting, we got them already. And also I, I didn't that realize I guess this is like a good segue to having Mark on, but I didn't realize when when Jaden said that him and Nate are wrestling that they're wrestling up at 215. Yeah.
2: Mark, what uh, weight do you wrestling Nate at? I think I
0: couldn't even tell you. I <laughs> <laughs> kilos. What's that? 89 kilos or something. Okay. Kilos. Nice.
1: So yeah. for those listening who didn't get to hear this, when Chenzo and I started this a couple hours ago, Mark was gonna hop on like twenty minutes later. He then called Chenzo while we were on, which now got cut. But Mark, can you tell us what happened initially that delayed this? Yeah, uh,
0: last night, um, uh, Duke. Last night, my dog Duke got into like some fish oil pills of days. Like, <laughs> complete accident. And actually, really uncharacteristic of him. Like he, he usually just like stays out out of things and. I never had problems with him, like, chewing on my shoes or anything like that, but he got a little adventurous last night, had some fish oil pills and magnesium (laughs) or something like that, and, uh, yeah, I woke up this morning, walked in my room, and there was just this brown pile of just, like, water, diarrhea, like, just gross, and, I mean, I... Could have got on the interview. <laughs>
1: no, we're we're glad you I waited.
0: Got through it, but <laughs> there was no way. It was just it was impossible.
1: Is it common for you to sleep on the couch?
0: Uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and you know watch Netflix or um on Netflix TV, and chill. You know, and just relax, and I just fell
1: asleep. And are you are you a couch sleeper?
2: Not currently. I was in my old house. It depends on it, it depends on the couch and the setting and everything. Like, yeah. You know, it, it has to be the right environment too. It could be the perfect couch, but like Mark, you know where I live. Like sleeping on the couch in the living room is not ideal. No. It, yeah, I, I agree. It's I agree. it's super nice, but it's just like not cozy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the atmosphere is everything. Who's at the house? Who like that is just yeah. You can't just walk into a house and nap. Some people can, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know
2: if I walked into my neighbor's house, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, take a nap.
1: Some you can, some you can't. So, Mark, you got a lot going on. And first of all, I just recalled this. And I was thinking about it. I think PRTC put out a thing saying you're the first person in your family to graduate from college. Yeah. How does that? That's pretty dang sweet. How does Let's that make go, you feel,
0: bro? Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I had a. Uh um my dad got my dad ended up getting a degree from like uh i think baker's college and like a small college in michigan like a a while after he was i mean when he was like 30 or 40 in between there and um uh but i'm the first one out of my siblings and um and so it just feels good It, it felt really good to be done um I know last or I guess fall 2019, I was, I was just kind of going through it, and I'll be honest, I didn't even really. I, I just wanted to be like get done with wrestling, um, and that was, it was, it wasn't really about graduating for me at that point. I I wanted to get done with wrestling, and I kind of lost track a little bit and got got back on, and finished out school, and it felt felt really good to be done.
2: So you would say that during you know your career throughout college that school wasn't like a huge focus for you more so just trying playing
0: no i mean yeah 100 like i i really i I, kind of cut I, off there. I really just wanted to get done with wrestling that's why that's why i wrestled last year anyways i was gonna olympic red shirt um i mean i pull out i got classes maybe like two or three days before school started so I was, um, yeah, I was just really looking to be done with wrestling and, um, and yeah, it, it kind of, hit me that like, I made it this far. Why would I not try and like put some effort into graduating as well? So got that done and it feels Fair good enough. Yeah.
1: And then what led you over to the Pennsylvania RTC? Um,
0: so I, I ended up moving here, uh, like a, like a month earlier than what I normally was planning on. Um. I got here November 15th. I was planning on coming at the end of the semester, but uh, like mid December. Um, I don't know. I, I was, uh, I knew it was going to be between the Knitting Line Wrestling Club or the PRTC. And uh, I just wanted, wanted a, a new look. I I think will be pretty beneficial to me. And, and who knows? I mean, I, I don't personally know where, uh, where my road's heading to next, but I do know that I love it here right now. And I got pretty good training situation and it's just been, it's been a good move for these first couple months. Can you uh,
2: talk a little bit about just the difference between, you know, living and training at State College then in, you know, Philly?
0: Yeah, uh, first of all, um, I mean, Philly is like, I'm driving to practice and I mean, I'm getting stuck in traffic. (laughs) <laughs> Every single time. There is there's no That's such brutal thing, no such thing as traffic in State how,
2: College. How long how uh, like how long does it take you to get to practice?
0: Um, about twenty five minutes, twenty five thirty Yo. Like, yeah, we're but like- actually
1: don't tell me there's no traffic in state college because that construction on atherton went on for like it's, six years no no it's
2: still going <laughs> it's actually never ending it um it still goes on and it's only but not not now though because there's not people here so like the construction isn't going on now just like it'll probably start during football again and next year whatever.
0: and then like, oh we should, we should get this construction going. oh oh yeah
2: town's <laughs> packed yeah let's start atherton construction again
0: <laughs> more people here now let's do it all
2: right so Continue. back to back to Penn versus state college.
0: Yeah. Um, and so we're practicing like right on the edge, of new, uh, at underground wrestling club in New Jersey. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's similar in that, um, every day I come into practice with kind of a goal. Um, every, every day I come into practice with a plan, um, of what I want to do and what I want to get better at that day. Um, my motivation has not changed one bit. Um, but as far as it, – it is a little different in that, um, you know, I, I don't look around and see, uh, you know, like, like world champions, world medalists, uh, and like Franklin Gomez, Bexod, David, um, NCAA champions everywhere. Um, but I think the the big thing is that what I do see is, like, some pretty motivated guys who – Want to get better, motivated guys who come to practice even without, and even without those accolades, even without those um, exterior kind of things that can build up on a person. Um, they do, they do a good job, and they they keep me excited to come in every day and wrestle. What's it?
1: What's it like being back with Slay? I know when the last time you were on here, we were talking about. It, you were saying that when you I think it was when you won your junior world championships, one of your favorite matches ever slay was in your corner. And I know that meant a lot to him to hear that on the podcast. What's it been like reuniting with slay over there?
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Slay, slay's got a, he's got a, I mean, like, like any coach, he's, he's got his own, his own little way of training. And, um, I think the way, the way that he does it and the way that, uh, I like to learn, um, I think they go hand in hand. Um, I really need someone who, uh, is just like very, very like repetitive. Uh, they see me doing something wrong. They correct it right away. Um, you know, just, just those little things that have me practicing the good, the good habits and, um, you know, he's, he's on top of it. And, you know, not only with me, but with all the guys and it's nice looking around to see, uh, that that improvement i mean i've been here for a month and a half two months and i can already tell that the guys are kind of feeding into uh that that motivation feeding into like coach slay and i mean even myself they've embraced me pretty well
1: do you feel like you've gotten better since you've been there already
0: Oh, yeah. I, I
1: mean, <laughs> well, you think he's going to say no?
0: Nah. Well, it's a man. short
1: time, right? Like, it's two months, and he's already at such a high level where it's like you're an NCAA champion, you're a junior world champion. Like, you've had success. So going to that next point, that's kind of a short window when you're an accomplished, successful wrestler.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? Like, I got here, and, I mean, the very – not. So not to say I wasn't getting any better at Penn State, obviously I was. Obviously, I, I believe I'm gonna get better here too. Um, but when I got here, the the focus and the uh, the like the practice plans are really really basic and fundamental. Um, I mean, I'm going into practice every day thinking about stance and motion, staying in my stance. Um, you know, really making sure my my single leg my high crotch, making sure all that is on point. Um, And again, like just the little details uh, and not to say I didn't focus on them at Penn state because I did, but when I walk into practice and I'm doing my stance in motion and Slay might see me a little bit high in my stance He's like, Hey, lower your stance, you know? And it's not like, because I don't really blame, I don't blame coach Kale or, any of our coaches at penn state but you know they have they have like 15 20 world-class guys that they got to look out for and in, in a lot of cases sorry no go ahead keep going okay and in a lot of cases um they're all in the same weight and so they don't want to I mean not not they don't want to step on any toes or to, like make anyone feel like they're not getting coached up as well as the rest of the guys at their weight but I think just having Coach Slay and I'm um, an 86 guy, you know, we're trying to fit like a whole lineup of one guy, maybe two at each weight, but it's, it's nice just having that, that focus, that like that personal connection right now with Coach Slay.
2: Yeah. And what what I was going to say is it's def- definitely different, you know, than, than our room. Um, I'm not saying that we like hold ourselves more accountable or anything like that. It's just like, we don't we don't really have that like it's more of a free, like open room. Yeah, you know? 100%. and like me and me never you know, me and you would work out and we would help each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Um obviously, you know, Coach Kale, Coach Casey, they walk by, they see something, they'll interject, but yeah. probably not nearly as much as as Slay does, I'm assuming. Just like right. it's um more so for us, it's like kind of figure, we kind of like to figure stuff out on our own.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I- exactly. Like you, it's not that we're, it's not that we're expected to do things right all the time at the Independent State Room, mm-hmm. but it was like we, we're all good enough that we can help each other. Right. And then in the PRTC room, like all the guys are good enough, are good enough to know like right from wrong. But at the same time, it's nice having that coach, like, right in your ear to let you know when you do something wrong. Yeah, I, I like that, too. It's just uh,
2: just yeah. a little different. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, okay. In my completely unbiased opinion, one of my favorite college writers of all time, Mark yeah. Hall, super, <laughs> super unbiased. Um, can we – let's – can we talk about some of like your favorite matches that you wrestled in college, but like, not like the Zahe, Bo Jordan type matches, just like
0: mm-hmm. some other, some other stuff.
2: You yeah. So uh, like
0: looking back, I think every time. So every time I wrestled, uh, um, Jordan Cutler, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I, 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 he's, he's got a really good flow. He's athletic. Um, I, I really like being able to beat him every single time wrestling miles and mean. And I mean, I wrestled miles and mean, and I think I had a, like four or five times. I had a one point match with them every time. Yeah. So just being stingy, uh, uh, figured, I mean, the, the last time I wrestled miles that, uh, during the semis NCAAs, I could tell his game plan. Um, they I could hear their coaches uh they they really were um they didn't want to shoot on me they didn't want to get in any of those type positions they wanted like an overtime match go to rideouts and uh you know I ended up figuring it out anyways um so those th- those kind of matches uh it's it was really cool like having like the weight class that I did as far as like yeah. all of us were kind of in it for all four years um mm-hmm. And it was a tough weight class every single time. So yeah, yeah it was th- those, those two guys, those two guys, I really look back and I'm like, wow, like that's
2: really cool to be able to not
0: lose to those two. they
2: They're good. Yeah. And they're both tough wrestlers and you see miles and means having senior level success also, mm-hmm. but it's funny that you brought that up. Like you can hear sometimes, you know, your opponent's coaches. Yeah. Right. Like I, I remember wrestling, wrestling Dave at nationals years ago and, um, Molinero was in his corner. I wrestled with mm-hmm. Molinero all the time when he was yeah. here. And right before I was about to shoot, I think like three different times, he'd be like, shots coming now. Shots coming now. Shots coming now. So like, oh, and, and I could hear him. So I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> this dude scouted everything. Like, they, he knows everything I do.
0: Mm-hmm. So but like, you just gotta figure those things out, bro. Yeah.
1: What do you yeah. do when he does that? Like, if Frank's telling Dave, shots coming now, what do you do? You go other side.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You, <laughs> you put your head
2: on the other side.
1: Yeah. Here's I got two questions that I just thought of with what Chenzo said. Number one, how did it feel that when you became a freshman champ, Chenzo did it before you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? No.
1: Hey, hey. I'm Penn State's <laughs> first uh, freshman <laughs> national champ. We were just talking about this. Congrats on being the second. <laughs>
0: that was. Um, yeah, I I actually I didn't even know that Penn State. I didn't know that either at the time. So it was pretty cool. And it was cool. Like Chenzo and I uh, roomed for pretty much everything. So I think that year at NCAAs, I roomed with Matt McCutcheon. Yeah, I was with Jimmy Gulabon. Everything after that, I was with Chenzo. So it was really cool.
1: Matt McCutcheon needs to make a cameo on this podcast soon.
2: Listen, <laughs> If I texted him, he would come on immediately. Um, it would be great content for anyone listening, to.
1: It is. And Matthew also
2: Encyclopedia.
1: He is. He He's yeah. a great guy to, to DM with. He'll respond yeah. to a tweet DM style and start going back and it. It's good. You know, but you talk about like Zahid and it's funny because now you guys are both going to be at 86 starting your senior level career at the same time. Neither of you are really going to leave 86. What's your thoughts heading into the senior level where you could potentially have a rivalry with him like you did in college?
0: Um. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty cool. I think, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it is what it is, right? He's He's always someone that I've had to beat to reach my goals. Uh, and I'm someone that he's had to beat to reach his goals. Um, and so that's just the way it is. You know, we've been we've been in each other's wrestling lives for our entire lives. So, um, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know how many people know this, but my freshman year when I beat him at NCAAs, that was my first time ever beating him. I wrestled him like six or seven times and I was really, kid. I didn't know that. Um, and he, he got me pretty good. One, there was one time, I mean, I was like six or seven. It was like my, maybe my first or second time wrestling. I was winning seven to one and I lost eight to seven.
2: Like, oh I, man, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. such a killer dude. Dude, I, I, listen, I used to lose to Matt Kolodzik every single weekend. And it, like, <laughs> I, I, I never, I never beat him either actually. And, uh. Same thing. I was up like six to one one time and he beat me seven to six. I was like,
0: Oh yeah. my even, gosh. Even worse. I was, we were in like, it was in Nevada or something. So I wasn't even like close to home, like <laughs> straight up. I had to go home, like fly and I was with my family. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Having, having someone like that. I mean, when people think of me, they think of a when people think of a they think of me and, um, just a just a good rivalry that uh, really is just between two good guys who love to wrestle and love to compete, and it just so happens that we're going to be competing for a little longer.
2: And it like having a guy like that helps you get better, just in general too. Like I like I, I know while you're in college, you're you're training to you know beat Sahid, right? Mm-hmm. You're training to beat like the best guy. You're not you're not training to beat the number five guy. Right. Um, I mean, you're like, you got to do that along the way, you know, and that's no small task or anything. Um, But like, that's kind of like, like I had guys on my way too, that like, you know, like I got to be mm-hmm. jump levels. Yeah. It's just like like that. So um just that's my thought <laughs> on that. With and it was cool watching you guys wrestle all those years too. Like- oh yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it was, it's nice just being, I mean, it sucks the uh, the times I lost, obviously, but yeah, looking back, fun. like I never, I I truly feel like I never like wrestled bad. I just feel like he wrestled better, um, in those in those moments. But I think, um, I think about that like I always bring my A game when I wrestle him. You know, that's good. Yeah.
1: And you haven't been on the mat now. This has to be the, like one of the longest breaks you've ever had, right? Like you, this is. 10 months. I don't think you competed since March 6th or whenever Big Tens was last year. It's right. been more than 10 months. You're finally stepping back. How excited are you to wrestle Nate Jackson in a couple weeks?
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I mean, this year, this year and moving forward, for me, it's it's not going to be about um, like, it's not going to be about like cutting weight. It's not going to be about like uh, making like like making sure things are like my weight's good going into a tournament or like dieting this year. It's just this year. And so on, it's just going to be about getting bigger, getting better at wrestling and kind of moving into a new weight. I know. I mean, I didn't really cut a lot of weight in college, but my senior year was a little rough, rougher than years prior. And so I, I, i'm just done with that so i mean (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm probably a little undersized at the moment for 86 kilos but uh you know in a couple months and being able to wrestle guys like nate right now uh before you know the big show and uh having to qualify for trials and stuff is going to be really good so kind of see where i am see what i need to work on
2: I was going to ask too, um, with putting weight on and stuff, like, have you felt any difference just like wrestling? Like, has it like affected? You, I mean, like, I know you've always been known as, you know, a really fast guy. Um, <laughs> God, you think, you, th- you think that affects you? <laughs> think that affects your foot speed at all.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. I think, uh, I think it, it actually did mess with my timing. Um, I mean, not wrestling a lot this summer, uh, yeah, also, that, that'll do it. Also, gain like putting on some weight over the summer and the fall. Um, I think it did kind of mess with my timing, so, uh, just trying to get that back. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you put on you put on like ten, fifteen pounds. You you feel the difference from one eighty to one ninety five, two hundred. You know, so, um, yeah, definitely. It's been a little different, but I've adapted well. Okay. Uh,
1: well. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about when Chenzo was on here back I think like in the fall maybe and he was telling me weight cutting stories like chugging yes. chocolate milk and stuff I'm curious that's the, if, that's the opposite of weight cutting <laughs> milk. if if you had to think of a time when you look back and just laugh at yourself for like a stupid weight cutting story is there one that pops in your head
0: uh yeah
1: <laughs> fun. Um, <laughs> let letter rip one
0: was uh so l- last year for the Wilkes open I was like nine eight or nine over eight or nine pounds over that like the day before um, going in so and I I actually developed a really bad habit of like never checking my weight <laughs> so that's that's how those things happen and me and actually, you both pal actually Tenzo, Chenzo like helped me out my senior year like he was like dude I know you don't want to but like we just have to start checking our weight you know he's like it's it's really big just knowing knowing his,
1: we gotta take just, this seriously now <laughs> yeah <you know>?
0: yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> going in going in every week like during the preseason and like having we do like descent or whatever and for that, like, I didn't really check my weight at all until the last day. And so two days I, out, two days out, is when you first
2: check your weight. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. I wouldn't check my weight from NCA's until two days out. The first time we had to make the session weight, like, the, <laughs> like the fall of the fall, like, yeah. like six months.
0: So that's the bad habit that I developed a little bit, and yeah, I was like eight or nine over for the Wilkes Open, and I got it all off and wrestled the tournament. I beat everyone pretty good, but that just that was pointless. Like why would I be that much over for the Wilkes open? <laughs> um, and then another story was making 74 kilos my little last year of um, my junior nationals. The so that Sunday, that Sunday I think we weighed in on it was still day before weigh in. We weighed in on Friday, wrestled Saturday And I think that Sunday I was, like, 183, 182, 183, making 163. And, yeah, just foolish, like, really stupid. And then, you know what, like, um, that year for the Worlds, I I made weight. So, like, it was perfect. Like, I was, like, five over going into the week. Like, I just felt really good. and. Um, but yeah, that was that was another time where I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this to myself?
2: I, I I remember your weight cut for that. You like started like five days out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I started really late on it. I I mean, I was I I same thing, like did not worry about a thing. I was like, okay, this Sunday, I'm gonna check my weight and I'm just gonna go to work all week and like make weight and figure it out. See, I did, I did the same
2: thing that year, except I waited till like two or three days out and mm-hmm. then, and then, and then I, and then I didn't, didn't get the weight off.
0: Yeah. You got to like, it was like a pound or something like two pounds. Uh, so
2: I, yeah, I went, I was in the sauna and I kind of just like stopped sweating. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I was like two or three over and like, I was just like dry and sticky. Yeah. I did like, I did my plastics workout that I usually lose like three, four pounds. I lost like, I think maybe a pound and I was just sticky. Yeah. That's yeah, that's raps,
0: bro. That's terrible. That stinks. But, oh, yeah, those two stories are those two stories alone are like why I refuse to like cut weight anymore. I'm, I'm
2: just done with it, dude. Gilman saw me quit while cutting weight in the sauna, and he still gives me
0: crap for it today. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 around for that. That's yeah, I mean, it sucks, dude.
2: Yeah, you were wrestling. I was, uh, <laughs> I was attempting to do that, but I, I didn't get to.
1: Uh, wait, which story is that?
2: That was out at trials a few years ago.
1: You didn't make weight. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't ever remember hearing that. So you yeah, went and then you didn't make weight. Yeah. <laughs> i have be never mentioned that. And what did Gilman because say it's, to you? Because
2: it's embarrassing. That's why I haven't mentioned it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so Gilman, I'm thinking Gilman like recently because NLWC. This no, was it's, it's,
2: this Iowa Gilman.
1: Did he give you crap then? No, he didn't know okay. that. <laughs> what, But, he was, but, but he now he it. brings it
2: up. No, I brought it up to him because I'm like, dude, don't <laughs> make fun of me. Like, I know you remember that because he was because he was watching like, yeah, of course, he's
1: going to remember that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you oh, watch you, this kid quit in the sauna. He's so soft. Like,
1: welcome to State College. Don't ever bring up that time. I didn't make weight. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. I love that. Mark, another question I have for you. Yep. You've been doing a lot lately on, on your brand side, you've been starting to do some stuff. You, you do this Sunday night, baby Marky stuff. Tell me a little bit about what that is and people who listen to this, I've seen some of them paying attention to you. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Uh, I actually, I haven't done the, uh, the baby steps in a little bit. I want to make it look a little more like professional. Um, and I think like that starts with like, you know, like a Twitch stream. I have, I have a little bit of a, like a website now. So figuring out how to use that. Um, but I, I most definitely will be getting back to that. Um, but most pretty tough. much all, all that is, is just, just my way of being able to, um, interact with like the wrestling community that I probably like, if I didn't do that, I probably would never have a chance to interact with, um, Yep. and over the summer and um just trying to figure out ideas and things that i can do to do something like that <clears throat> um is uh was really beneficial it kind of helped me kind of helped me like over the summer and the fall of being hurt and figuring figure out ways that i can still keep wrestling around um in my life uh and it and it also sucked because uh years past, if I, if I had like a little, little something going on, I could, I could still go into the room. I could still see yeah. the guys, still see my teammates. Um, and with COVID obviously uh, being hurt, you know, there's, you can't like go and spectate obviously with practice. So, and I didn't really, another thing, like, I didn't really have an obligation to. Um, so I was, I was really just focused on school this past semester and figuring out things that I'd like to do outside of wrestling and that was one of them um but yeah i i kind of realized a little late in the game i wish i realized how to do this stuff um a couple years ago but it's better
1: late than never you know hey me too man yeah i love the so, baby marky logo i love it so do and, i
0: and i'm uh you know i i came out with that and i was Ill, i was very like ill prepared of like what it's like trying to get t-shirts face masks like oh yeah soccer, do you do you have masks? t-shirts um i got my first round of t-shirts i'm taking to a camp maybe um next week and so okay uh, hopefully i'll be able to do that and then at, like seeing how they sell seeing how the kids like them i'm sure they'll love them but um from it's moving forward from there and also I mean, this would be a lot easier if I if I had like a brand signing like Rudis or Nike or something. But um, yeah, I I think that all the time. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's like I don't I don't have to rush that. I don't have to rush signing with a brand just so I can start making my own apparel. Like you, you want to make sure you're you're with a with a brand that's like a family with people who
2: have um, any have any brands been contacting you?
0: Yeah, I've I've had. I've had a few um, I, I know for like personally, like having Mike around, um, he, he does his own thing and he's got like his own business in New York, but uh, when he's, he's, uh, he's been helping me a lot with kind of like managing all those things. Like, cause like I, I love communicating with like those kind of things, but it gets hard. Like when, yeah, re- for sure five different places are trying to get a hold of you and he does a good job of like managing that and keeping me keeping me feel feeling like you know the only thing I gotta worry about is like wrestling and staying on the schedule, you know. So um That's nice. There's a couple couple places I've been looking at and um just wanna pick the right one. Where's your where's your camp at next week? That'll be in uh New Jersey. Um it's about an hour hour from here from Philly. But Yeah, it's it's a new club. It's going to be good. I, I think I think it's really good being able to like kind of like bring in a new club because, um, uh, yeah. If, if I can if I can get if I can help them, maybe like a year a year down the road we can we can run it back kind of thing. So I like that. Uh, it's it's been really good.
1: It's but definitely I- easier initially when you sign a brand deal, but if you can hold out, like your stock will go through the roof. If you make the Olympic team, if you make, if yep. you win the Olympics, if especially like a year like this, where you have Olympics and world championships, there's so much on the line that could drastically increase your stock. And also like making your own shirts and stuff is definitely more work, but it also yields you a lot more money typically because a, a brand deal. Typically let's just say, Hey, we're going to give you a thousand dollars a month. Let's just say, it's not always like we're going to you a thousand dollars a month. Plus we'll give you $5 for every shirt you sell a lot of times it's just hey we're going to give you $12,000 a year we're going to use your name image and likeness and we're going to sell apparel and it's cool but there's a lot of upside in taking that harder route of doing it yourself selling it and then having complete control over it and doing whatever you want like you can now go into any brand deal and say that you maintain the baby marky logo mm-hmm. nobody can nobody else like if you were to go somewhere sometimes they'd say hey we're making this but we own it so if you do a two-year deal with us in two years, you can have the option to maybe buy the logo. Like, there's stuff like that that happens, and if you go into a brand deal with saying, this is mine, this is mine, and this is mine, it's going to be better for you because that's all stuff you can maintain. So I definitely wouldn't rush into any deals.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, like, and like I said, this is pretty pretty newer to me. So just kind of understanding how all that stuff works. Like, I don't... Um, I don't really know, uh, what the future holds as far as like my wrestling goes, but I, I do know, like if I can, like you said, you know, get my stock up and, and I, I know when I go to these tournaments, I've, I made up my mind that I'm going to go and and wrestle my best. That doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I do know that I'm going to keep putting my best foot forward, keep competing as hard as I can, just like I did in college. And hopefully, um, uh, you know, like you said, I end up, um, putting myself in a better position and to meet some new brands and, um, figure out what's good for myself.
1: And if you can get shirts before this adds more logistics, but my two cents, if you can get them done and ready, you should 100% be wearing that shirt when you compete on January 29th and then sell it. Cause when you walk out in that, (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh,
0: <gee>. <laughs>
1: <Luke>. <laughs> when you walk out and wear that people are 100% going to say like, where can I go get that? Where can I go get that? It's a missed opportunity because a lot of times you guys will wear just shirts you're comfortable in, or just you'll wear whatever. But if you're wearing something like that and now people can say, where can I get that? You have it ready to go, man. Relevance is everything and timing is great. Yeah,
0: it's definitely. Yeah.
1: If, if you can get the logistics of it, having them ready to, to sell, when you're at the tournament that's what everybody wants everybody wants to wear what you guys are wearing when you're wearing it what you wear to olympic trials or a qualifier or a rockfin card that's where you're going to be photographed in people are going to be watching and they're going to say where can i get that and if you have the means to have it online even if you just get a simple shopify store up or something you'll see good rewards i think on that
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: yeah i need some i need some marquee merch so i can start rocking it
0: yeah, hundred percent. You know what's you know what's funny? Like like Bash saying that. Uh I remember like um working, having to work, or not having to work, but like walking around the or the kids tournament and recall that we have every year. And yeah, that,
2: they're
0: all wearing bone nickel shirts. Yes. Every every, every, <laughs> every kid. Every, kid's <laughs> every kid has blue hair <laughs> and has a exactly bone nickel what shirt. Talking about. Yeah. They have blue hair, they're wearing bone nickel shirts and wearing like the like the the pink uh, little pink socks that he wears, like, like a version <laughs> of pink socks. That he wears, They're like everywhere. But like, yeah, you're C- like, crazy. Yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Funny you say that. And it's funny that Chenzo knew exactly where I was going with that.
2: story. I, yeah. Cause I was there too. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I was, is this, This is the bone nickel open, yeah.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> that's what people want to replicate. They want to replicate what they see. It's like, it's cool. No matter what, it's cool to have your own apparel and it's cool. People are going to buy it and support it and want to wear it. But it definitely drastically makes it more in demand if they see you in it because they you, want to be like you.
0: Would you yeah. ever dye your hair blue to sell t-shirts?
2: Me? Yeah, yeah. You.
0: Um. The craziest. No, I mean, I'm not.
2: I'm not saying he did that to sell
0: t-shirts, but like, no. The the craziest thing I ever did with my hair, and I definitely wouldn't do this again. But like, I did. I did the like the Ed Ruth half blonde half. Blonde. When'd you do that? That was for Fargo, my like freshman year. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
2: it was i would have told you you looked really cool would
0: have been doing the same thing <laughs> hey, I, hey hey, what did
2: i try to get our team to do freshman year
0: uh was it shave our heads bleach yeah, Bleach. yeah i tried i
2: tried to get because that's body. never
1: been done before
2: well it would be hilarious we had five national
0: champs
1: you and see blonde hair. yeah you don't see <laughs> that ever that's true yeah Five national champs in blonde hair. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Chenzo, what else you got for him? Anything? Um, We miss you, bud. That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I miss you guys too, man. It's been...
1: What do you miss most about State College and why is it Chenzo?
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's Waffle Shop. <laughs> it's Waffle Shop. It's Sowers. It's, uh, S- Sowers is great. They have an awesome, awesome business there.
2: Um, That's one of the best establishments in yeah. probably the state of Pennsylvania.
0: Very great food there. Um, great and, people uh, and how they do it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I uh, I'm not sure how, but um, I'm pretty su- I'm pretty sure they don't like a lot of what they make goes to like charities now and like yeah. they have
2: uh, they donate a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Them. Um. I def- I miss I definitely miss just like being in the wrestling room yeah uh, like, like so we it's so blue oh yeah, yeah <laughs> blue everywhere it's i mean, so blue. My, my wardrobe is blue as well I, <laughs> yeah me too a bunch of blue. um but when we were wrestling we were wrestling at m2 um when i was wrestling still so mm. at college um and yeah it's been rough not being it, it was rough not being able to be in the room so i definitely miss that too and uh yeah it, but it's it's a big difference man like here i'll show you like looking out my window like, it's just like, wait, it doesn't look depressing. <laughs> no, and you look out your window in State College, and it's like I had depressing. like I had like, uh, um, like a tree line outside my window, pretty much. So it's it's way different. And yes, yeah, you know, that's, that's about it. It's been going. It's been going well. I've been figuring that's it good, out. Man. Yeah. happy for you.
1: Well, for everyone listening. Subscribe to the Rockfin channel of Pennsylvania RTC. Mark hall's back to action. He's wrestling Nate Jackson. He's gonna be wrestling a lot coming up. Mm-hmm. Be sure to stay stay up to date with him. Follow him. Follow Chenzo, even though Chenzo doesn't want new followers. Don't follow me.
0: <laughs> you got your loyal followers. That's it for you. That's it, man. Yep.
1: Just as like- thirty thousand strong.
2: Yeah, thirty k strong. <laughs> If you ain't been with me up to this
0: point, I don't want you rocking with me yeah, from I, here on I've out. Been, I've been stuck at mine for a while too. So. It would
1: be funny as if, like, you wear a shirt to Olympic trials or something with, like, no new followers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm gonna make my account
1: private. <laughs> That'd All be right. a bold move. All right, guys, go enjoy Football Sunday. Mark, thank Ooh. you for making the time, yeah. Chenzo. We'll be
2: back soon. Pleasure as always.
1: And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at JBash on Instagram and at Justin on Twitter. And the beat goes on.